Welcome to Fort Riley, the podcast. Today, Laura McCulley, Exceptional Family Member Program Manager, sat down and gave me some insight into how her office supports the readiness and resilience of Fort Riley families. Sometimes families and individuals get the wrong perception of EFMP, and the Exceptional Family Member Program is a mandated program. It's uh, following Army Regulation 60875. And basically, whenever a soldier who has family members, anyone enrolled into the DEERS program underneath their identification, and they have any type of medical, emotional, mental health, or educational conditions, and, and the, the medical and education varies, you know, depending on, um, you know, a medical doctor has to um, identify and acknowledge the medical and, edu- and then the school's identify and acknowledge the educational, they are they are to be enrolled in ESMP program. So a lot of times families think, okay, my family member has asthma or they have speech or, you know, they, they may think, okay, they don't qualify because it, they're, um, they're not with a physical disability. It's just not physical. It's medical. It's emotional. It's educational. It, the rim just goes a pretty large spectrum of that, of what the enrollment conditions are. Okay. And now when they do enroll, and you say that you kind of support, and what 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 happens? Uh, say I have a child or, or maybe a family member who needs uh, this kind of support. So what happens is that the, they need to go down to the hospital, the ESMP, Mr. Edward Westover. He's the ESMP Special Needs Advisor Coordinator at the hospital. And he does the actual enrollments and updates of ESMP. And what happens is once those have been officially completed, and he then uh, sends them forward to uh, HRC and they, the MCOM HRC, and they they um, then input and code that the, uh, identify that there is a family member with a diagnosis. They do the official diagnosis or official, excuse me, official enrollment. And once it's in the system, it goes underneath the soldier's information. So when the soldier comes up for an assignment, then branch management can pull up the soldier's information, see that they have a family member enrolled in ESRP, and then what they do is they communicate, they clearly communicate with the, a possibility of the gaining installation to ensure that we have the facilities, medical, educational, overseas, or educationally, available at that installation. So what we're trying to do is make sure that our family members are being taken care of at the installation that they're going to be at because what we know to be true is that if we have that availability and they can be taken care of, we have a family that can be more successful at the installation, which which encourages and and certainly has shown that uh, readiness for, for the military and for the Department of Defense. So it's kind of a readiness mission in a sense. You know, that we want to make sure that they're there, taken care of. Because we don't want to bring a family here and they have a lot of medical, per se, or, you know, hospitalization or upcoming surgeries that's not available at the installation because most likely they'll be referred off post or, you know, like in a, in a distance, you know, like possibly Kansas City or Wichita or somewhere. You know, 
at and looked at and um, we can provide the services that they need. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, like a family member may need to see a specialist, you know, like, and that will be referred off post, like, to, you know, like to Kansas City or somewhere else. If they look at the frequency of how often and, and the condition of what's upcoming treatment plan. So it, it's kind of a component of they're making sure that, you know, they're looking at the frequency, the travel that would be involved, the type of um, specialist, medical specialist, how many medical specialists. And so they kind of look at that to ensure that, you know, families can be taken care of and they don't have to travel frequently or it's not available. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. So in reality, what you're doing is you're facilitating that they have the support they need for wherever they, they're in during their uh, term of service. So that, yeah, so they don't garner more hardship. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And cause financial and stress. And then it just kind of cascades. So yeah. you're safeguarding that. So they can go to, they can either make contact with IAC or here. Okay. We would refer families, you know, like after kind of, talking with them and explaining ESFP mm-hmm. and, you know, what it all entails and involves because so many families don't understand actually how the program operates. And I understand, you know, it can be, there's a lot of components to it. Actually. Yeah. It's, it sounds like there, you, you have a wide umbrella there. A wide umbrella. And so, so we can either provide them guidance and, or the ESFP, um, Mr. Ed West over at the hospital. Okay. Okay. And so if someone wanted to get in contact with you, with your office, what's uh-huh. the best way to reach you or where are you look at it? Uh, the family support services is at Army Community Service, building 7264. And our main number is 75-239-9435. And my direct number is 75-239-1861. Okay. And if you had one uh, one thing you wanted to tell people uh, who may be uh, kind of uh, on the fence and I don't know if I should call, what would you tell them? To calling it the information. Because what, really what it is is that we're, we're trying to um, do pre-planning, you know, and to do um, smart thinking for the family. And, and um, it, it's not to be, a, it's not a harmful situation. It is more of we're trying to ensure that the families can be um, taken care of and successful. Okay. And we want to provide support. And we can, we can be an advocate, you know, in many ways, you know, like uh, we want to, um, like with the schools, if they need a connection to the school district, we do that frequently. We communicate about how that kind of works for them if they're not understanding that. And, and again, like when soldiers are incoming to the installation and, we want to make contact with them so that we can get them connected to the right resources. So we, I, I kind of see us as the, as the family support services that we get families connected to the appropriate types of resources and help them navigate those systems. Thank you for listening to the Fort Riley Podcast.